Today, healing scriptures. First, I want to tell you about why this is so important. Just was in a conversation in a Christian group. Somebody posted a post that he thought was just merely scientific and came out with an emotionally happy point. You know, let's be positive. He thought it was just scientific. However, it started out by denigrating, talking down about about the Judeo-Christian point of view. It specifically called out Bacon and Descartes as stupid. <laughs> Actually, they were Christian early modern scientists or philosophers of science. And then put forth Shinto ideas. Okay, so that's a, a thought form from Japan where spirits invest everything. And uh, Taoism, where you are going to, which is from Southeast Asia, often we meet Chinese people who still follow Taoism, that you want to live in harmony with everything. Okay, and then it came out and said, be positive. And it claimed to be just science. Now, folks, just science is the scientific method. So this wasn't just science. And in the metro area where I live, people would have been able to identify that. We have a highly educated metro area with colleges and graduate schools or whatever. But it would have been considered fine to adduce Eastern thought, a variety of thought. That's great because you come out with a, an emotionally happy conclusion. And it also would be considered appropriate in my metro area to denigrate the Judeo-Christian tradition. But nobody would have gotten away with calling out Bacon, Francis Bacon, as a non-Christian, or Descartes as a non-Christian, or, you know, saying something bad about them. I mean, they're products of their time. And fundamentalist scientific view is actually rooted in Bacon, and Descartes is the, I think, therefore, I am guy, and he was a devout Roman Catholic. And so people in my neck of the woods would know that. And this was flown in a Christian group and people just didn't seem to know. So there is some value in quoting traditional texts. Okay? So that's fine. But there is no text that claims the kind of healing power that the Bible does. And we'll go into that. We'll I'll read you some of those scriptures. So if it's okay to adduce Taoism, Shintoism, the Lotus Sutra, or the Bhagavad Gita, why is it not socially acceptable to quote the Bible? Well, you might think about that. <laughs> but the Quran doesn't claim to heal people. And the Bhagavad Gita doesn't claim to heal people. And we could go on and on. Okay, so we'll get into that and we'll read some scriptures. And I hope that I will 
inform you, but also equip you. But I believe there is healing power in the very words. Okay, so that's my apology uh, for what we're going to do today. Because I told you we're going to get into a series about healing. And this is particularly important for people with learning problems. When people have accidents or serious health problems, then it's not a surprise that they will ask for prayer at their church. But somehow problems that have to do more with the mind rather than with the body don't seem to get the same attention. And so whether it's a child who's having problem or actually middle-aged people are reaching out for for science, which I'm all for, of course, and practical health measures, and old people just seem to resign themselves that, oh, it, it's just age, when it's not. We're meant to live 120 years without dimming of eyesight and etc. Well, we see ourselves aging, but we're promised better. So let's reach out for it. Let's study the Bible and reach out for better practical health measures, both. And I think they come together. So we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But first, before I get into that, I want to tell you that I have a whole series. I don't know why I'm tempted to call it a whole enchilada. <laughs> but I want to actually really help, particularly moms whose kids who have learning problems. And what so often happens is they get kind of ignored or denied until the child gets into school and then the educational system told you years ago about how some teachers who were training in the Orton-Gillingham method told me that they had been told by their principals that they may not tell parents that testing was available in public school. And I can tell you that testing is substandard and the help is not even help. And parents can spend really their lives struggling with that politically and administratively when very practical things can help. That's certainly our story. And innovative teaching methods and practical health methods, as well as faith, can all help. And so I talk about all these good ideas in a fashion on a podcast, I hope it encourages you on an ongoing basis. But if you're in a crisis, you may want a more ordered protocol. And so this is what I'm going to call a mom level protocol to check everything. And I put it in 12 lessons, so it can be a year. And I think it'd be useful going over every year. Start with is this child getting the right food? Is this child getting pollution insults? Is there um, a better, more innovative way of teaching what seems to be the problem? 
and are we covering everything or are we <laughs> focusing so much on the problem that it's becoming a problematic life anyway I've got that 12 series as a product so if you go to the website overcominglearningproblems.org greatshalom.org it's the same site go there click through to the store and you can get these episodes downloaded immediately at a very inexpensive price and I think it's going to be more help and more immediate than purchasing anything from any professional why well, I'd be happy to consult and you know but I'm in a particular geographic location and there are other professionals who have credentials my experience is they'll sell you whatever their credential says they can sell you and it's going to be expensive and it may not help however if you've done the mon level protocol and you discover that a particular professional or discipline will help well go for it not against that but I'm just saying that given sad experience that this mom level protocol will help you immensely and more cheaply than any other alternative that I know about so go to the website overcominglearningproblems.org or greatshalom.org click on the shop tab and it's the first product celebrate the victory a 12-month process okay you can get the whole thing all at once all right please please take advantage of this okay Okay, healing scriptures. There is actual power in the very words of the Bible. I'm going to read you healing scriptures today. I do have some other episodes that are online in the shop that go through particularly uh, some famous healing scriptures. But anyway, today we Go through some that you might not even know about or think about. So Genesis, you're probably familiar. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But skipping down to verse 3, Then God said, Light be. And there was light. So the very beginning of our cosmic order creation was spoken into being order you know scientifically we talk about vibrations and you wonder what's the base vibration of the universe is it sound or is it light and we've got both of these right here in the the third verse of the bible 
which was written so long ago. God said, life be, was a command. See how powerful the word of God is? Created everything that is. Amen. Then Genesis continues on with the history of the patriarchs and has some prophecy. And Exodus talks about the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt and the giving of the law. And so it's very important. Let's go to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. Moses said, If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Okay, and then in the voice of God, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. The Lord there is the personal name of God. So the, um, the Jews would say Hashem, the name. Okay, let me just read that again. Exodus 15 and 26. If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians. For I, the Lord, am your healer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And again in Exodus 23 and verse 25. But you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. And there will be no one miscarrying or barren in your land, and I will fulfill the number of your days. Amen. In Leviticus, I just happened to see chapter 19. I will just go very quickly. Verse 13, you should not oppress your neighbor nor rob him, and don't keep the wages of your employees back. Don't curse a deaf man or put a stumbling block before the blind. Don't do injustice in judgment. Don't be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but judge fairly. Don't go out as a slanderer. Don't act against the life of your neighbor. Don't hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. You may reprove your neighbor, but don't incur sin. Don't take vengeance, don't bear grudges, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's verse 18. So these things will create a better social environment, but they'll also create a better environment, physiological environment. Yes, and I'm just going through the Bible in order. And another thing that catches my eye, which I think will really apply to learning problems, although it's not usually used for physical healing. Joshua, the first chapter, verses 8 and 9. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I think a child who is having trouble in school will very much profit from verse 9, memorizing 8 and 9. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
So this is stronger than a teacher yelling at you. It's stronger than the fears of the bullying. But also it says not to let the book of the law depart from your mouth. So memorization, which is not being taught in schools these days, has always been a part of the training of the children of God. And this should help. It should help. And there's the promise that it will. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Then we come to the history books. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. Okay. And we have stories of healing there. Okay. This is before Jesus. <laughs> this is before the Holy Spirit was placed on all people. But for instance, we have Elijah healing uh, a boy who actually was dead and he took the boy up to his upper room and uh, breathed on him and the boy came back to life that's first king 17 and then we have elisha healing people well we have the uh, i think he was a syrian general who came named naaman he had leprosy right and Elisha said, go and dip in the Jordan. And he did. And, you know, there wasn't any great pomp and circumstance, which ticked Naaman off at first. But he went away healed after he dipped in the Jordan. So then moving on to Psalms. Oh, gosh, there's so many here I'm passing through. And here is another encouraging one for I, it just seems to me would help in school. Psalm 18. <laughs> I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to pray. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Verse 29. For by thee I can run through a troop. And by my God I can leap over a wall. And verse 34. He trains my hands for battle. So that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Skipping down 35. And thy gentleness makes me great. So God is with us in our life's struggles. He teaches us how to overcome properly. Oh, so good. 31. You keep him. 31 and 20. You keep him secretly in the shelter from the strife of tongues. So that's when people are saying bad things about you. Psalm 34 and 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Okay, and for today's distress, Psalm 46, verse 6, the nations made an uproar, the kingdoms tottered, he raised his voice, and the earth melted, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Hosts, of course, is like an armies of military angels. Okay, of course, Psalm 91, which is the protection psalm, is worth memorizing for sure for protection. But 91 and verse 10, No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. Verse 15, he will call upon me, now I'll answer him, I'll be with him in trouble, I will rescue him and honor him with long life, will I satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. 
and Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so your youth is renewed like the eagle. Verse 13, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Verse 17, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. 1071, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Then of going to the great prophet Isaiah and the very most famous in chapter 52 we see the prophecy of Jesus on the cross and then chapter 53 I'm going to read the whole thing I'm going to read it in the new American standard because this is the da 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 healing chapter <laughs> who has believed our message and to whom has the Lord the arm of the Lord been revealed for he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with griefs, and like one from whom men hide their face. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. So, griefs and sorrows could be translated as sickness and pains. That, that The Hebrew word could be either way. Surely our sickness he himself bore, and our pains he carried away yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was pierced through for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities and the chastening for our well-being fell upon him and by his scourging we are healed all of us like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, like a lamb that is led to a slaughter, and like sheep that is silent before its shearers. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned to be with the wicked men and yet with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief if he would render himself as a guilt offering he would see his offspring. He would prolong his days and the good measure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. And as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will justify many. He will bear their iniquities. 
Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he has poured out himself to death, was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many, and interceded for the transgressors. So you see this is clearly about sin, and clearly about sacrifice for sin, but yet triumph over it. But included in that was we are healed. He carried our griefs and bore our sorrows away. Hallelujah. And then chapter 54, shout for joy, O barren one, you have borne no child. Break forth into shouting, joyful shouting, and cry aloud, you have not travailed. So yes, this is about Israel, <laughs> but it's also for us mothers. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame, neither feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. And verse 13, And all your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. And this, these verses were quoted in the New Testament. So Matthew 8 and verse 16, And when evening had come, they brought to him Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, with a word, and healed all who were ill, in order that what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Hallelujah. And Isaiah 53 was quoted by Peter in First Peter the second chapter in verse 24 and he himself meaning this is quoting <laughs> this is quoting exactly from the hebrew jesus and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you were healed notice the past tense hallelujah and going back to isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 so shall my word meaning the word of the Lord so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it for you will go out with joy and you will be led forth with peace so we see that the word of God, which created all things, remains powerful. And it is recorded as promises for those who believe and follow the Lord. Ah, and we are out of time. <laughs> and we are halfway <laughs> through the Bible. But oh, there are many more healing promises in the New Testament. Okay, so... Start out your year now with the blessing of the Lord. Memorize the word of God. Apply it to your situation. Go out, be prosperous, be successful, and be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the Great Shalom Broadcast with your host, Sharon Sarles. Sharon is an author, educator, minister, parent, and grandparent committed to sharing the understanding of God's love and desire 
that all children experience optimal well-being in this generation and the generations to come. Please come to the website, overcominglearningproblems.org, and you can write me via email at info at greatshalom.org. Be happy to have your prayer request. Certainly, if you have trouble purchasing something on the site, let me know about it. And you may also write me via land mail. So Overcoming Learning Problems, P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas 78630. 